Hello again, and welcome to season four, episode five of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men rewatch and review every episode of The Simpsons from the start. My name is still Andrew Lowe. My name remains Tim Tucker. And today we've reached season five, episode 18 of The Simpsons, which is called Burns's Air. <laughs> um, a bit of an awkward possessive apostrophe. Yeah. Well, that one. Yeah. They could have called it Monty's Air, couldn't they? That would have helped. That would have helped. Yeah. Um, before we have our unfettered animal-like way with the episode, Tim, any Simpsons news uh, in the area? There is some, I know, because you sent yeah. it to me, but I failed to read it. Can you give me the gist? I'll do all the work on this bit, shall I? It's your slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a feature in USGQ magazine. Um, called I think it's called Simpsons Forever, but it's uh, sort of examining the lasting appeal of the show, basically. It's really good. I read it. I will read Just it. Just Google it. Well, I'm speaking to the listener now. So okay. lots of really good voices from the production team in this feature, including Matt Groening and... Um, Al Jean and everybody, basically, all the key people. And, um, you know, if you've got any vague interest in The Simpsons, which I assume you do because you listen to this, so you should read it. But if you don't want to, if you can't be bothered, um, I've picked out a few nuggets. I really enjoyed the fact that one of the quotes says, um, all sitcoms, I think this is Al Jean, all sitcoms are topical. Their aim has always been to provide a window into how family or friend group lives at a given moment in time. But... The Simpsons went far beyond this. The series seemed to do nothing less than create the world we now live in, which is which is a really good quote, I think. That's amazing, um, yeah. Yeah, and Al Jean talks about this idea that um, you know it's the, the DNA of the show is now in the DNA of America itself. Yeah, um, I agree. With and that. it's he mm. says he says it's a show about American groupthink and how Americans are tricked by advertising, by corporations, by religion, by all these other institutions that don't have the best interests of people at heart. Wow. Really good. Really good. Yeah. It's uh, it's refreshing to reflect on how it deals with the cynicism of things like media manipulation and what we've seen with, like, Kent Brockman oh, yeah. and his, his hyperbole and, uh, you know, the way <clears throat> all those elements, I think, help us to navigate the modern world. Yeah, and you think, you think about where it came from, it, and it does make this point in the feature, is that it says that, you know, the idea of this, there was a kind of real saccharine, sort of humorlessness to television um yeah just before before you forget you know there's things like you know the cosby show and cheers and stuff like that yeah and um they're all, all for network television in america anyway and you know all this idea that this sort of all this possible ad, advice like you know you kind of saccharine advice in the background and syrupy sort of you know um kind of moralism tying a neat bow at the end of each episode with yeah yeah and there's a really good example in this episode of the way that the show subverts the idea of you know the fatherly advice and the the sort of parental advice and everything i always um, remember so the yeah. um the line at the end of one of the episodes we've covered already where where they're trying they're groping for a moral uh, yeah, and uh, Homer says it's no, there's no moral. It's just a bunch of stuff yeah. that happens i love that line it's just a bunch of stuff that happens <laughs> yeah 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 that's a great one yeah so it's a good feature. We're no, we're no way affiliated with GQ no. or anything, um, but I heartily recommend it. It's free anyway online. Yeah, just Google it. It's fine. One quick thing before we get into the episode, um, as we've previously stated, this episode of the podcast is the fifth in the fourth season, Tim, an entirely arbitrary 
categorization. Yes. It's caused more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. But <laughs> in more sensible terms, it's episode 98, isn't it? So a couple of episodes ago, we did mention you turning episode 100 into a one-off uh, NFT yeah. uh, extravaganza. So how's that going? Uh, it's not going. I was sort of joking, but do you think I should? Because right. um, I could. I now have an NFT wallet um, on the blockchain. Yeah, I could. I could have a go well, at doing something. Yeah, I I've got this down as episode ninety nine, Andrew. Have you? Yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay. Well, I got that wrong. <laughs> we'll have to do a proper count. I think out. you have actually. Uh, I right. think you've got that wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll. <laughs> I'll work I love the it. fact we don't know what number the episode is. It's <laughs> so our podcast. Many, so many episodes. It's very, it's very close to 100. So um, I'll, I'll see what I can do about NFTing it up for the next, for the 100th, whether it's the next one or the one after that. Work on the NFT thing. Yes. Yeah, that'll be, that will be a wonderful moment in uh, podcast history. Yeah. But let's not get bogged down in, uh, <laughs> in cryptographic <laughs> IP that exists on a blockchain. No. Uh, and can't be replicated. On with the episode. On with the episode, written by <laughs> yeah. Jace Richdale, his first writing credit. Yes. And directed by Mark Kirkland. I do like the uh, Pledge of Allegiance doesn't end with Hail Satan. We don't usually um, we don't usually mention the chalkboard guy, but that is a good one. Yeah, they they are sort of getting a bit more daring, aren't they? I think. Yeah. I noticed last episode was organ transplants are best left to the, to the professionals, <laughs> which is a good one. Oh, uh, and by the way, uh, ever since you pointed it out, I love the little crow's cry that we oh, yeah. get whenever we see the exterior. Yeah, so it goes, ah! Yeah, it's sort of like um, <laughs> a kind of signifier for some sort of, I don't know, evil castle or something. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's rolling a donut over his um, over the control panel. He's obviously bored. He says, lousy job, nothing interesting yeah. ever happens. And then, out of the blue, balloons descend. Um, a TV yeah. host and his glamorous assistant arrive to announce that he is winner of Employee of the Month. Which is a, a bit of a callback to the out, outstanding award for achievement in the field of excellence, isn't it? Because it's, this is clearly just a sham. Yeah, because they say your prize is industrial chimney sweep. And there's a beautiful pause, isn't there? Homer looking delighted, but unsure. Yeah, it's exactly the right amount of time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And he just sort of goes, woohoo! Let's <laughs> think about it. Goodness knows why they need an employee in that. I don't think it's at all necessary. They could have done it without him, I think. But <laughs> It seems just like, well, as we cut to next, Mr. Burns in his bath watching yeah. watching all of this. <laughs> He's got a camera on it. Yeah. Uh, seems to suggest that it's purely for his own sadistic pleasure, isn't it? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so he just seems to choose, perhaps he just chooses a different employee. <laughs> every every time this comes around it's just so he can sit and watch the discomfort because Homer says well at least the be- the guys at the top are pro- probably working even harder but as we see Burns is watching this from a bath surrounded by soap suds with extra fancy yeah. potato chips and a top hat on which I love smoking a cigar of course Smithers is ba- bathing him which must be a bit of a thrill for Smithers I imagine this part of the day where he gets to bathe bathe Burns he's smoking a cigar and he says well, five o'clock never come, you know. So there's a there's a very different level of uh, different work ethic. Yeah. So Smithers goes off and puts the sponge on the top hat of Burns, which is a misplacement mm. because just the weight of that sponge is enough to push Mr. Burns under the water. Because mm. he he's so feeble, isn't he? That, That's yeah. right. He starts to drown, and we get some flashbacks to his life flashing before him. Good rule of three. There's three wonderful flashbacks, aren't there? There's the he's a baby, and he doesn't like the taste of the milk. 
yeah. his mom's giving to him. So he fires her. Yeah. <laughs> then there's, <laughs> and he seems to be shooting at the feet of a, a sort of poor person, saying "dance," and he sort of reloads this old style gun and then just carries on shooting, saying "dance." Yeah. And then he is a sort of a counter terrorist insurgent <laughs> on a kind of a Greenpeace ship. It's yeah. about to um, take action against a corporation dumping nuclear waste. Yeah. But actually, he's disguised himself as a kind of a hippie-ish looking bloke. Wavy gravy, yeah. Wavy gravy, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so all this time I've been smoking harmless tobacco, which I always laugh at. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, uh, sabotages their mission. All, all three of those things... Fantastic. Brilliantly evil. Yeah, and he, so he swims off. Um, he's got a thing against hippies as well, isn't he? Because uh, he's he, yeah. in a previous yeah. episode, he, yeah. he reminisces about attacking hippies. But Smithers... <laughs> I think he throws the guitar into the sea and he goes, <clears throat> just, just that little noise. I always, I always enjoy that. Yeah, great voice acting. <laughs> Smithers gets back just in time to save him. Um, and this is a lovely setup, isn't it? Because what all it's for really is to show, uh, give. Burns the chance to reflect on his life. He's basically saying that um, if I died, there'd be no one to carry my, my legacy due to my hectic schedule and lethargic sperm. He's never fathered an heir. He also doesn't appear to have a, a, a wife or a long-term partner, as far as I can discern. So yeah. that's an issue, isn't it? Yeah. As well as sperm. And, and sort of Smithers is like, well, you know, sort of clears his throat, doesn't he? It's like, you know, he could, he's obviously thinking, well, you what about could, me? What yeah. about me? And I love this yeah. moment, don't you? He, he, he tells he tells Smithers what he has in store for him. It's one of those things where I like the fact that in Burns's head, it's a classic sort of the bad guy's a good guy in his own mind. Yeah. So he's obviously a psychopath and has no empathy for other people's how other people might feel about things. And he says, "No, I've planned a far greater reward reward for you. Um, when I pass on, you shall be buried alive with me." And he's planned. He's got. He's planted so much. He's got like a little model <laughs> of his tomb, of <laughs> his coffin, which is like a joint coffin. This hideous yeah. uh, contraption mm. with this kind of Smithers um, sort of wedged into the bottom, with a terrified look on his face. He's going to enjoy that in his own mind now, <laughs> while he's still alive. The idea that Smithers <laughs> is going to, going to suffocate. <laughs> well, we we cut to the movie theater from here with a wonderful THX sound ad, but it cuts to, before the main feature, a little movie of Burns. In a weird little scenario, isn't he? He's got a little bow tie on, a little funny purple hat, and he's in, in this field, <laughs> um, yeah. presumably to, to signify his sort of closeness to nature or something. He's obviously trying to appear quite sort of homely and rural and you know, kind, kindly old man. But he says, I'm looking for a suitable heir for my vast fortune. Uh, and he'll be holding yeah. auditions soon. Um, then he has to do a weird little song as part of his... Uh, his yeah, which is, isn't that the... We, I don't know this here. Obviously, in the UK, we, have, we don't have this. But I assume this Let's All Go to the Lobby song is an American institution. Yeah, I cinemas, guess. But, it, yeah. It's quite nice to make him do it. But um, yeah. then we cut to the auditions. Well, you see the sign that says Burns, Burns Air Auditions in Lily Langtree Theatre. And it says, All Others Go to Hell underneath it. <laughs> I love that sign. It's a great, it's a it's a brilliant sort of joint welcome to the auditions and warning sign, isn't it? At the same time. So we get a string of of Springfield's uh, children, starting with Millhouse, who gets rejected for being a geek. 
Yeah. Um, we get Nelson who says, uh, give it to me or I'll pound your withered old face in, he says. He's quite bold. Yeah. He says, oh, I like him. Yeah. yeah. Give you, <laughs> just put him on the callback list, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and then I think my favourite is Martin, uh, who comes on. <laughs> Dean, clang, 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 went the trolley. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does a little song. Again, way too sort of accomplished for his age. Really precocious. Yeah. Very tedious. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the costume right. Yeah. Everything's perfect. And the, we get the perfect payoff when Nelson just comes back on and just punches him in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and Bird says another point for the bully. So he's, he's definitely yeah. good. Um, he's doing well, yeah. Lisa tries to persuade him he wants a girl heir. That doesn't work. Which was it looks like it was no. Millhouse's next ploy as well because he's dressed as a girl for his, his next audition. He's dressed as a girl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut, of course, to Bart, which we, we can all see this yeah. coming, of course. But um, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, and, and at least a nice little exchange between Marge and Bart she says um you know uh, you know this is this could make your life and then she has a daydream about him graduating from Harvard in in another yes. line that stuck with me where they say you've graduated from the most expensive and therefore best school that's what we were saying at the beginning about the way that it's such a brilliant satire of America and how, yeah you know American values and the idea of capitalist values you know the most expensive thing must be the best thing and yeah yeah and so and your discovery of the cure for the common cold and so Marge, I love Marge's little reveries. Like there's one where she's with that sort of long blonde-haired sailor guy, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. <laughs> she has quite sort of quite um, prominent breasts. Yes. <laughs> and here she's um, she's with Lee Majors, who played the, uh, the six million dollar man, didn't he? But he he sort of takes her in his arms and just leaps away <laughs> to <laughs> with Marge, <laughs> and she has another little fancy about it in her head. This is great. I love her little fantasy. I love it. She says, I must stop fantasising about Lee Majors. But um, unfortunately for Bart, he's been given a set of cards to read from by Homer, who who thinks he knows best how to persuade Burns. <laughs> Again, this is one of those things, all the Homer stuff, that hasn't diminished in any way since yeah. I first saw this. Again, don't get Homer to do this. <laughs> you know, surely get a professional copywriter or agent or acting coach or, or just anybody but Homer. anyone yeah. But, yeah so he's written for Bart to say is a pitch hello Mr Kearns yeah. <laughs> so for a start he's got the well, name I, 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 <laughs> he's his boss he, he's obviously extremely familiar with him but he still says Mr Kearns I bad want money now <laughs> me sick and then you hear him say, ooh, he card reads good. <laughs> I love that little touch. Like, yeah. Why has he suddenly lost the ability to, to form coherent sentences? Um, and then um, he says, my, my favourite bit, the bit that makes me laugh is when he goes, so pick please me, Mr Burns. And then you hear Homer go, it's Kern, stupid. <laughs> And Marge says, no, it's not. And he goes, disregard. But, of course, this fails. So um, uh, Mr Burns himself managed to drop a boot on uh, onto the stage to, to kick him over off the stage. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy about this, Tim, because he manages to crank these two quite large, heavy-looking wheel things yeah. to get the boot in place and then kick Bart up the arse with this boot. Not consistent. And I, no. No, Mr. Burns wouldn't do that. Smithers would do that, surely. Yeah, he wouldn't be right. strong enough. Though. It makes Homer laugh, though. He's he's in hysterics. Yes, <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Again, there's no there's no context at home, is there? No. Just going, look, the, the boot kicked Bart right in the butt. <laughs> so on the way back, I've got to hand over to you because I know you love it and it is rightfully a legendary yeah. line from Homer, isn't it? Because he decides to deliver a moral about what's just happened. But what we were talking about, the GQ feature, saying about you know the, the, this kind of trend, this sort of hokey trend for sort of parental kind of gaslighting, really, you put the parents' fault and the parents have got to take on the the pains and the kind of misgivings of their children and they have to deliver these sort of homilies and you know um and so marge says i think bart and lisa are feeling a little upset now is there something you'd like to say <laughs> homer turns around and says there sure is <laughs> i love that marge thinks he's gonna say something good there <laughs> i know again marge is you know marge just isn't without blame here she's yeah. she's allowed homer to write this ludicrous um Speech for Bart, pitch for Bart, without checking it, fact checking it, or spell checking it, yeah. and um, uh, now she's like allowed him to kind of try and build them up a little bit after a disappointing experience. And he says, "Kids, you tried your best, and you failed miserably. <laughs> the lesson is never try." <laughs> it's an absolute joy, isn't it? That yeah. that's um, it's almost summing up that kind of really American culture, isn't it? American culture. I love just... I love that in um, on the w- Wikipedia entry for this episode. They actually highlight a link on that line, uh, oh. and and it links to the page on nihilism. Oh, very good. Well, never try is yeah the the essence of nihilism, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not worth it. There's no point. Yeah, but I think it's less nihilism from Homer. It's more laziness, isn't it? It's just try yes. once. If it doesn't work, just give up. Yeah, that's that's his kind of whole philosophy, and we see that time and time again with him, don't we? We see that in the episode where he says, um, "How come we never play the guitar anymore?" And he says, I wasn't good at it right away, so I quit. <laughs> and Homer says, uh, this is another episode, but Homer yeah. says, I'm not mad at you. If something's hard to do, then it's not worth doing. <laughs> 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 Which is along line, this line, isn't it? Yeah, it is. There's loads of them. I mean, again, you could do a great YouTube collection of, of his bad yeah, advice. you could. I would argue it's the exact opposite, yeah. that uh, something is worth doing. The harder it is, the, wor- the more it's worth doing. Yeah, of course. Anyway. Yeah. That's 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 what <laughs> we you're all gonna know. learn something. You're gonna you're gonna grow in some way, aren't you? Yeah. But Homer's not interested in that. No. But um it does serve to piss Bart off because um the next scene we get Burns sort of stewing, saying it's no use, I'm I'm not mm. gonna find anyone. And then a rock comes flying through the window. Yeah. Oddly, yeah. He says, Oh, a bird has become petrified and <laughs> lost its sense of direction. You're like <laughs> so like I think it's a rock, so. but it's um, it's strange that he's got such a, a sort of um, good-willed view of what that could be. Yeah. He doesn't immediately think someone's throwing a rock through the window. He, he's got quite a good defence up there, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, he says, we'll see what the lab has to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't accept it. Um, but yeah, it turns out it's Bart, isn't it? Bart's throwing rocks through all his windows and quite ingeniously actually chopping the heads off all his statues... He's having a yes, right yes. go at Burns for not being picked. He's so. going full Bart, isn't he? But this only serves to impress Burns, who says, wow, mm. that's a creature of pure malevolence, he says. Um, and yeah. he thinks he's found his heir. Mm. He does a bit of a skit on uh, Scrooge, on the you know A Christmas Carol, by saying, do you know what day it oh, is? Yeah. And this little Dickensian boy says <laughs> something. But it's no, it's, he's talking to Bart and he says, this is the day you become my heir. Uh, another rock yeah. hits Smithers as a result of that, which is fun. Um, 
And then we cut to Burns making Homer's sign. So Burns and his phalanx of lawyers have descended on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah, they're, they're delighted, of course, that, uh, that Bart is going to be the recipient of the Burns fortune. Homer's first advice is, well, you know, why don't you get over there, open all the windows to get the old people smell out. So he's, he's just... Mm. It's he's not very tactful, is it? No, he's all for getting this guy bumped off. Given it? that Mr Burns is still standing there. Yeah, <laughs> as, as Marge points <laughs> out. Yeah, and Burns tries a bit of manipulation as he does throughout this episode. He says, "I must re- return now to my empty mansion." Um, yeah. Marge, yeah. Marge says to Tomo, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" <laughs> to which he says, "Yeah, let's push him down the steps." <laughs> <laughs> I know the fact that he would think that Marge might be thinking that is stupid enough. They decide to send Bart there to spend some time with him. Bart gets there, they're sat on the long table, like Putin-like table, isn't it? With uh, Burns at one end. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Bart at the other. But yeah, Bart says, well, it's clear Bart's getting a bit bored. So he says, you know, you can have whatever you want. So mm. Bart says, I want pizza delivered by Krusty the Clown. And I love the way they both go, hmm. Well, you, you, you sort of, <laughs> you hear kind of Burns, mm, and Smithers goes, mm. And they're sort of both at the same time. It's brilliantly, mm, can we do that? <laughs> then he turns off, obviously. I keep forgetting that Burns and Smithers are voiced by the same voice actor because they must have to overdub some uh, of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is amazing, isn't yeah. it, the more you um, think about that? Crusty does turn up with the pizza. He does. And he obviously immediately wants his money. Bart says, well, how can you be here? Your show's on live. He says, well, I'm just throwing an old rerun on. No one will know the difference. He's, they put the TV on, and unfortunately they see that he's, the rerun he's chosen is uh, the day the Falkland Islands <laughs> were invaded <laughs> back in 1982. So... Yeah. Um, I love the fact that he says, children, remain calm. The Falcon Islands have just been invaded. Like, I don't really see how American children were particularly... That bothered, yeah. Um, ...be concerned about that. But he says, I repeat. And then he pulls down a map where the Falcon Islands yeah. says, the disputed islands right here, just off the coast of Argentina, and starts doing um, a little explainer for them. What you can see is going to happen is the whole episode is derailed onto the Falkland Islands from that point onwards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's a a bad choice, isn't it? Yeah, then Burns shows Bart his pride and joy, uh, a little room where he can spy on Springfield. He's got cameras all around the town. So we see... So he's he's spying on all his employees. Um, He's spying on... He's got cameras installed for the chimney sweep uh, hilarity. And he's got cameras installed, secretly installed, in everywhere in Springfield. Yeah. So basically... In the Simpsons toilet. This is Burns' reason... Yeah, in the Simpsons (laughs) toilet, yeah. This is Burns' reason to exist, isn't it? This is really all he does. Yeah. He just... um, He just spies on people. Yeah. Gets his kicks by spying on people. He does, not just... Yeah, exactly, around the whole town. So Moe's doing a kind of taxi driver routine. (laughs) Like, you looking at me? That scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the the best is obviously Homer creeping into the bathroom and eating flowers. So he's got like a little bunch of tulips and just going, oh, so good, and just eating the heads of the flowers, the petals. It looks to me as well on the bottom left of that that screen that it looks to me suspiciously like Jacques yes. is in, a, in a, a romantic tryst with somebody there. So. It's with Mrs. Krabappel, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? They're good, figure, for, they're yeah. good for each other. I love those attention to detail where they throw in something from an old yeah. episode because I don't think yes. he ever returns, Jack. And I always liked him, but he, I don't think he ever returns. But you do see him in the intro animation and, and here. And also, you see Wiggum in the bath. Yeah. Um, and I think you see Reverend Lovejoy having a drinking from a bottle of 
straight from the bottle, don't you, of beer or wine or something? Yeah, yeah. But no, so back back at the Simpsons home, um, they have you know Bart's obviously glowing from all this because of all the great stuff he's got, like a bottom bottomless pit and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but at the dinner table, Bart starts throwing peas. Lisa gets disgruntled. So again, Homer's asked to step up and sort this out. You know, apply some discipline. No, he's just not getting in the way of of the peas. Of your wealthy brother's peas. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He only actually kicks off when when uh, Bart gives some food to the dog. That really upsets him. Um, that's where he sends him to his room. I know, and he does say that was the end piece, and that, that would annoy me because I'm a big fan of the end piece. Yeah, definitely. Of anything. <laughs> I don't know about you, but what what this is setting up is because he's sent to his room. Bart's kind of disgruntled with uh, with the family. He oh, says, yeah. "I hate this family." Uh, he manages to throw Homer's secret flower eating shame in his face. Um, Go eat some flowers. Yeah, yeah my secret shame. <laughs> Uh, he cycles off to Burns's mansion, who's who's sort of plotting now, isn't he? He says to Smithers, I will mould him in my own graven image, he says. Yeah, so it's sort of revealed now, isn't it, I suppose, that this whole thing is just a bit of a project for Burns, more, more than anything. It sort of began with a kind of sense of his own mortality from an incident, but very, very quickly it's it's changed now to something that you know allows Burns to be be evil in a certain way well because um because homer turns up and uh and he says i suggest you leave because bart wants to stay with burns because of the fight at the table uh, leading to homer's lovely little speech about or oh, what you'll send the dogs on me or the bees or the dogs yeah with bees in their mouths yeah they shoot bees out at you when they bark <laughs> where the hell has he got that from i, I do love here that um there's a wonderful shot i'm sure you know when burns goes to the door to to let Bart in um, and he says um, Smithers my plan worked perfectly mm. Bart Simpson will live here as my son and I will mould him in my own graven image mm. who knows I may even grow to love him yes. <laughs> and you just see see Burns turn around and he's got that this is brilliantly <laughs> animated sort of sinister face of him looking over his shoulder that they use quite a lot his eyes are like slightly glazed like Bart leaps on him, he says, "Get it off me," doesn't he? So get it, get it off me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not get him off me. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got to a place where Bart has been basically um, taken from the Simpsons. So Marge takes Homer to the police first of all to ask Wiggum if he can yeah. help. Mister Burns has stolen our son, she says. More fantastic Wiggum um, incompetence. <laughs> it's a wonderful line when he says, "Look, Mister." Um, Marge says, Mr. Burns has stolen our son. He won't give him back. Uh, and Wiggum says, goodness sake, you know, can't you solve these problems yourselves? Yeah. We can't be policing the whole city. <laughs> that is That's your job, job, you idiot. Yeah. He does <laughs> yeah. it in air quotes, doesn't he? Policing. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, what, you're the police. Do you not, what, what does he not understand about that? <laughs> and I love that their next stop is someone we haven't seen for a while, but we love is uh, Lionel Hutt's attorney. He's also doing expert shoe repair at the moment, which uh, he's doing while they when they come in. <laughs> he's he's sort of in a quite a low a low rent kind of shopping mall, yeah. um, not not in a particularly prestigious location for his his practice. Mm. And the fact that it says also expert shoe repair. I mean, what I take from that is Lionel Hutt's attorney, also expert shoe repair, is that he can't really make enough money yet for being an attorney because he's not very good at it. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. he has to do a bit of expert shoe, uh, yeah, to repair shoes on the side. Yeah. I like the other two shops either side of him. There's the crematorium. Yes. 
which is just seems to be ice cream. There must be a shop called the Crematorium. Yes. And um, uh, gum for less. Yes. <laughs> so, like discount gum. Yeah, then we brilliantly cut to the court case where the judge rules for Burns, not only having custody yes. of Bart, but actually being the biological father of Bart. Classic Lionel Hutz, isn't it? He's yeah. not He's not only managed to lose the case, you know, he's, it's a catastrophic situation. He's managed to make things much worse. <laughs> and um, then we get the meta line where Marge says, you know, we should really stop hiring him. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, sort of, it's what every... Everyone watching is thinking, why do they keep hiring this guy? Yeah, it's because he's cheap, isn't it? It's that simple. He's cheap, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's still trying to mend shoes during the case, isn't he? He's, he's so <laughs> cheap. That, uh, it's cool. I love him. Uh, yeah. I, he lights up a scene, I think, Lionel Hutz. He does. It's a little cameo. I mean, it's not, it's not his greatest moment, but it's a, it's a little cameo. It's good to sort of see that, that he's still in their mind. His voice is great as well. But um, we cut to Millhouse with Bart. So um, he's got Millhouse round in the toy room. Millhouse is getting bored and wants to leave. He says, my parents used the love excuse to screw me out of toys, but, uh, but he actually does want to leave and go back to his own home. It's a nice sort of comment, isn't it, on material, material wealth or, or, or emotional fulfilment. And, you know, just this idea that uh, it's quite a scary idea, isn't it, when you can, if you can have everything you want. And it's a little bit like Burns. That's, that's what's happened to Burns. It's sort of Burns's soul has been eroded. Yeah, that's his, it. Um, he thinks that's how it works. Yeah, doesn't his he? access to everything. Yeah. So, so he ups the ante by giving Bart a car to drive. This is so brilliantly animated. It isn't is because <laughs> you see it from Bart's perspective. So all you see is the windscreen. There's loads of really good things flying into the windscreen that tell a story in its own right. You know, beautifully conceived. Um, you know, and rendered as he's just speeding off in this car uh, and just ploughing into everything. You just see he's too he's too short. Just to see it anyway, see where it's going. Mm. <laughs> um, and you see like fire hydrants, sort of mail, um, you know, bales of hay. Yeah. Um, and then you see Santa's Christmas Village, a sign that says Santa's Christmas Village. So you know it's going to go. And then brilliantly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a good place to drive, to drive through in a sparse car. Yeah. And then there's a, an elf, or a fella dressed as an elf. Um, gets gets um, knocked onto the windscreen. Wonder about the children that he would have mowed over in that. I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they get away with that by having this sort of slightly old fella playing an elf who gets hit. And then they have a shot, don't they, later where he goes, you just see the elf pop up and just go, oh, that was fun. Oh, you're telling me. And I think they've obviously done that just to make it not seem like the elf was <laughs> killed. Was killed in tragically that. in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Homer and Marge go to Conformco, um, a brain deprogramming place. A subsidiary of uh, Mrs. Fields Cookies. Yeah, lovely poster. Lovely poster. <laughs> Before, looks like a sort of Harry Krishna type guy <laughs> with a strange Mohican haircut and his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just his eyeballs are facing the wrong way. And he's in like a sort of a toga. Um, and after, it's the same guy with a more regulation haircut. But and just carrying a briefcase and like you know, someone wearing a suit. So <laughs> the only thing that's changed is sort of what he's wearing and what his attire is. Yeah, he's still screwed up. And they say uh, it sounds to us like the evil and charismatic Mr. Burns has got your son. So they've got a um, yeah. Uh, they they sort of give their credentials. The, the best of which I think is that he got Paul McCartney out of Wings, which is a nice gag. That is a good gag, isn't it? But I did get Paul McCartney out of Wings, and Homer says, "You idiot! He was the most talented one." Uh, it's a lovely gag. Of, 
home a misunderstanding that 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 whole thing yeah exactly (laughs) so we then see his plan which is cutting to a motel where this fellow i don't don't know if we know his name but he's from conform co which is a dodgy name isn't it uh opens the boot or the trunk as they call it in i think in the states is that right and um pulls out a, a body in a sack drags it into the motel and then we see the sort of silhouette of him lecturing this figure who we presume is Bart saying you do not love Mr Burns beautiful reveal this isn't it he's obviously trying to deprogram him classically you know sort of rough intervention style and then he says right mom dad I missed you and reveals you know you can you've got your son back but it's actually Hans Molman the um sort of shriveled little fella <laughs> it says it was a grueling two weeks he's had this this old fella in this hotel motel room it's quite dark really um <laughs> for two weeks but Homer doesn't seem to mind but- Homer's not bothered. That's the great <laughs> joke about it. He's saying, "Can I, can I keep him anyway? <laughs> yeah. Like he's a, like he's a little kid, you know, and he's got a new toy." So we cut back to Burns and uh, Bart sat in a sofa to watch the Itchy and Scratchy show. I'll hand over. Oh yeah, the Itchy and Scratchy show. Um, the buck chops here. Same is the name of the episode, and we see um, we see Itchy and Scratchy going on a tour of the mint, the US mint, <laughs> in which. <laughs> Itchy, it's it's scratchy on a conveyor belt. Um, he's sort of pressed by a roller, stamped, turned into sort of money, sliced up, and literally bodily <laughs> turned into money. I'm not sure how that works in terms of physics, but, but and then a sort of van drives drives him away to a tycoon convention where obviously it's all a load of uh, wealthy dogs. And one of them lights lights his cigar with um, one of the dollar bills, which is actually bodily scratchy, isn't it? And the fire consumes him. Um, but it was funny. But um, what's truly wonderful is Burns' reaction to it, because Burns is just laughing hysterically, but um, not in the, not in a good way, is no, he? In a really not... cruel sort of um, sadistic, sadistic yeah. way. Yeah. But obviously, the point of his scratchy is it's so extreme that. You would presume that even the kids are laughing at the fact that that would never happen, and that's hilarious because it's so extreme. But Burns just seems to be literally enjoying the fact that the cat, as he puts it, was butchered like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> like a hog, he says. Yeah, yeah, that mouse butchered that cat like a hog. It's it's, it's on TV. It's wonderful, wasn't he? Bart by now has stopped laughing and is sort of giving him a sort of slightly concerned. Side eye look. Yeah, so to Bart's credit, he recognises Mr. Burns here as yeah. this isn't good. No. And he's not um They're not sharing yeah. this. No, and and he sa- he doesn't have a good soul. <laughs> he says, I want to go home to my family now. To which uh, Mr. Burns says, Well your family doesn't want you back. Come, I'll show you. And he takes him into a little yeah. studio to run a film where a very suspiciously voiced Simpsons family say things like, I don't miss Bart at all, do you? Um, <laughs> it's not very convincing, though. Uh, completely wrong voices. <laughs> I'm glad he is gone. And then Homer drops yeah. his sandwich and says, Bo! Uh, mm. And Bart's like, there's something not quite right about this. <laughs> That's right. And Mr Burns goes in there and G's them all up again. Yeah. They, they, have a, they have another go. It's basically a uh, set of actors, and we see them remove their masks to reveal one of them is, uh, yeah. well, Homer's played by Michael Caine. Um, yeah. Yeah, annoyingly not actually Not Michael actually Caine, Michael Caine. I wish they wouldn't do that. It yeah. bothers me. I know. Yeah. Um, but good idea. Yeah, nice gag that they he's actually hired people to convince Bart that his family disowned him. Because when they cut back, Burns' note to 
to the actors is Homer Simpson doesn't say Bo, he says Doe, and uh, they de- re-deliver that line, and Bart's convinced. I guess that's the gag. Yeah, isn't it? that's all it takes. Yeah, it's not even done properly, is it? It's Doe. Um, but still, yeah. Bart's like, oh, I guess it is them. Bart says, I guess you're the only one I can trust. So we're in the we're in the darkest moment. We're in the darkest moment. All is lost. Yeah, I like that he breaks Burns' rib when uh, when he hugs him. That's quite fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back at the Simpsons' house, though, um, yeah, they're feeling really down about it. Lisa's peeling wallpaper off the wall to f- try and fill the void left by Bart's um, disappointment. Yeah, the void of random, meaningless destruction. And you see Burns styling Bart. In That's this... great, isn't it? Yeah. Soon you'll have a mighty hump, he says. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of stooped over in a sort of evil crone kind of pose, like a suit that's too tight. And, um, yeah, he... What definitely one of my favourite moments in the episode. He he says, "Right, let's fire some employees, Bart." Oh yeah, like it's a, a game, like it's a bit of a bit of a laugh for him. We get a concerned looking Lenny, don't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. He knows something's up, <laughs> and he says, "Right, let's make this sporting, Leonard. If you can tell me why I shouldn't fire you without using the letter E, you can keep your job. Um, I'm a good work guy." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he fires him anyway. Yeah, he gets that far and he gets bored and just drops him down the chute, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I do like that Burns has that way of firing people. It's not just get out the door. It's like, no, you're going to be dropped through a chute into the basement. Then we next, we see another employee who's obviously Homer. And wonderfully, he comes in picking up a trail of donuts, which has obviously been used to lure him into the office. (laughs) Um, And he doesn't say, um, oh, it's Mr. Burns' office. You know, he says, hey, the trail of donuts ended. Yeah. It's a great Homer stupidity moment. And then he obviously says he has a chance to prove your loyalty. You know, you can fire him when you're ready. It's your own father. Um, and then joyously, you know, he says, wonderfully here, there's a great day to the referee. He says, look, you know, you risk to lose everything. The fabulous toys, a lifetime of wealth and luxury. The gift certificate from Blockbuster Video, Tim. Yeah. Remember those days? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, back then, that might have been quite an okay thing to have. Yeah. Not anymore, Tim. Those days have gone, haven't they? Bart, yeah. Bart has a little revelation moment. He looks looks at Homer, um, looks at Burns and realises and says, you're fire, but he turns out firing, he's firing Burns. Um, and manages to manipulate him to the spot where the trap door opens and he drops him through it. Yeah, and you, get, you hear Smithers say... Um, <laughs> Sir, try to land on Leonard's carcass. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so so that, is a, that is a deep pit, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah. It's not canon, that, I assume, because obviously Lenny is still alive. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, even those lines, even those lines, Sir, try to land on Leonard's carcass, is a completely throwaway line, but funny. But it's, um, Sir, try to land on Leonard's body. Wouldn't be funny, as funny. Or even Leonard's corpse wouldn't be funny. It's carcass. Carcass is the word. Yeah, and then, so this is the the ending, isn't it? We get to the house, back at the house. Everything's all right. Everyone loves each other. With just one final twist, which is Homer says, um, let me introduce you to your new brother. And in comes Hans Molman, dressed as Bart. Yeah. Uh, and he starts yeah. kissing him again. He's got a bit of a thing for Hans Molman's head, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like kissing a peanut, he says. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a try. Hans Mormon says cowabunga dudes. That's that's Bart's catchphrase. I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Hero Turtles, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Marge says, I want that thing out of my house. That thing, yeah, Hans Mormon. So it's all right, you know, I kind of, 
I did sort of tell you about this. I messaged you earlier. Said I'm not this. This sticks in my mind better than it actually. You know, turns out to be. I think it is good. It's just not one of those episodes that is as stone cold kind of classic. Right. You know, as I thought it was. Um, what are you going with? It's. It's a little bit like the elephant. You know, I think I think I'm gonna go nine in that it is. It's, it has so many wonderful moments in it. It's one of those episodes that's lots of little bits that are wonderful, but as a whole, it doesn't sort of um, really thrill me as much as I thought it would. And it's the fact that some of the individual moments are so good, particularly you tried hard, you failed miserably. The lesson is never try. It's almost worth the nine for that because it's just like so indelible. Yeah. And there's, um, and yeah, a lot, a lot of the individual little Burns type moments are great. Like Burns being Smithers being buried alive with Burns is a fabulous image. <laughs> and and um, it's Kearns, you idiot. That always makes me laugh for some reason. Oh, um, that whole card reading. Yeah, yeah. He regard good. I love. I love that. I was in stitches. <laughs> yeah. So great concept. Kind of in the sort of level of the elephant for me. This one, I think, in that it sort of it barrels along quite nicely, um, and. Yeah, it's not quite as layered as some of the, the sort of truly ten out of ten stone cold. I think you persuaded me actually because I was I was almost ready to go ten, and then yeah. I think reflecting on it, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's got all the ingredients of all the laughs, bit of the warmth, yeah. lovely Burns moments, which I always enjoy. Love the yeah. um, Falkland Islands bit in the crusty <laughs> there's lots lots yeah. that i remember from this really well and and just still find funny but there's some something about the magic of the episode as a whole that doesn't quite pull it off so i'm going to give it a nine as well well next up we've got sweet seymour skinner's badass song and we do have one of my favorite sort of pairings in the show which is superintendent Chalmers and skinner oh yeah yeah there's some great moments there aren't they yeah so yeah i look forward to that yeah in the meantime we need to work out what we're doing with the NFTs, don't we? Whew. Right, I'll give it some thought. But sadly, it is time to bind and gag the episode <laughs> and confine it to the basement of a disused building, visiting it periodically to uh, administer decreasing quantities of food and water. <laughs> and next time, we'll be, as we said, rewatching season five, episode 19, which is called. Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song. And if you don't know why it's called that, we'll be looking it up on the internet and telling you. So so um, you can go on with your life working at a marketing agency or something. Uh, or the IT department of uh, McVitie's. <laughs> or whatever you do. <laughs> whatever gets you through the day. Yes. Email us. Hmm. Email us, please. Do that. For the love of Jesus. Stay at home a pod at gmail.com. Um, Tweet us at Stay at Home Pod. Um, and if you love this podcast, send a link to your friend and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a, a five star review. Um, if if you hate it, send a link to your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Stay the fuck away from Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stop listening now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for now, whoever you are, we hope you're well. And wherever you are, we hope you're safe. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs>